Bicycle Advisory Committee. For the city of Sausalito, this meeting is being held pursuant to government code section 5494953E and in light of the declared state of emergency, the regular meeting of the city of the Bicycle Pedestrian Advisory Committee for May 16th will be conducted telephonically through Zoom and broadcast live on the city's website and uh, cable TV channel 27. So with that, I will, if it's okay with Mr. Chairman, I will we'll call the order. Please. So, uh, Commissioner Jessica Penrod. Here. Hello. You're in Culligan. Here. <laughs> Okay, I didn't see him, but I know he's there. I'm here. Uh, Regan Fulton. Here. Wonderful. Um, Jake Bayer. Here. Here. Sir. And uh, Chairman Roller. Here. And our alternate is Warren Wells. Are you here, Warren? Yeah, I am indeed. Wonderful. Okay. So I think we have a quorum and we can move on. Let's move on. All right. Next item is public comment on items not on the agenda. So I've got a little blurb to read first. So uh, video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application and you will be called upon when it is your turn, when is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when their time has elapsed. Do we have anybody who would like to make a comment on public open time at this point. And Mr. Chairman, I don't see any hands raised right now. Well, let's keep it moving. All right. Next is approval of minutes. We got, does anyone want to make a motion to approve the minutes? Come on. Somebody. I will move to approve the minutes. Second. Yeah, let's do a roll call. Okay, um, here in Culligan. Yes. Nice. Uh, Jake Thayer. Yes. Okay, Jessica Penrod. Yes. Uh, Regan Fulton. Yes. Aaron Roller. Yes. All right, so that item passes. The minutes have been approved. So we're moving on pretty quick here. This is, uh, all right, we're on to our next item right now. And um, item four is a discussion item. So I do have a little presentation for folks. Um, this is the first item is for the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. And I made this presentation last week to the, um, hold on, I gotta share my screen here. All right, can everybody see my screen? It's got, it says uh, Ferry Landside Improvement Project Phase One. Yeah. Wonderful. So I made this presentation to the Chamber of Commerce members last week on Thursday, uh, May 12th. Chris Zapata, our, our uh, city manager was there as well. And uh, the intent of the presentation was trying to go over where we are with the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. You can see my slides. Um, so 
So to, to kind of make it a little lighter, uh, I had a few jokes in there too. So, uh, and we've got a, a little bit of trivia as well. So um, just to make it a little interactive with um, the uh, bicycle commissioners here, here's my first bad joke of the day. Okay, and Megan can't answer it. She's already heard this dumb joke. So what is a cookie's favorite rock band? And you have to put on your 1980s rock band outfit. Any guesses? All right. Go ahead, Karen. What's your guess? No, I, got not, I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. All right. Just to make it a little light. So the cookie's favorite rock band is Oreo Speedwagon. <laughs> I know my kids would say, make it stop, make it stop. That's right. That's a dad joke for sure. Uh, it is definitely a dad joke. So just to get everybody oriented, I know everybody on the call probably knows this already, but um, just to, to take a look at the slide in front of us, this presentation is basically about parking lot one and the first phase of what's called the Ferry Landside Improvement Project. As you may know, Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District leases a portion of this property for their dock, their dock system. Um, and when did they actually start this lease? Way before 1995. That's kind of the earliest documents that I've seen. Now, well, um, uh, the, the Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District would like to go and replace this dock system. So in 2017, there was a memo of understanding between the city and Golden Gate Bridge District to make improvements to the land side portion. In other words, the district's going to take care of this dock, but the city wants to make improvements to this lot by itself. Funding for this project. We have about $2 million, actually we do have $2 million allocated from the Federal Transit Agency. There's also $400,000 allocated from the Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District and another 100,000 from the city of Sausalito for a, a total of $2.5 million. Now, the, again, this agreement was back in uh, 2017 and we've been working on this for the last since I've been here since 2019. So let's just keep going here. So what's the problem with this area? The ferry service is very busy, as we all know. During the summer months, we get bicycle traffic as well as a lot of foot traffic to use the ferry system. In a, a couple of these pictures here, you can see that on occasion, you do have two, two ferries, which will come and pick up folks as well as cyclists. Sometimes the ferry service allocates the bottom level just for bikes. So if you want to return a bike from San Francisco and you've ridden over, you can put it on the ferry and bring it back yourself. Or you can, can uh, there are some tourist uh, bike rent rental organizations for tourists where you can drop your bike off here in Sausalito and they put them in a truck or, a, or some type of transport to get it back to the city. There's long queue lines, the plaza area and the parking lot uh, cannot accommodate the volume of people and bikes, especially during the summer months. Um, in addition, the ferry dock system is old, as you've heard about, and it needs to be replaced. 
There are a couple other things that uh, are problematic, and one you can kind of see in this picture where my cursor is, is the ticket booth is kind of right in the way of where people queue up here on the ferry. So there are some ideas about trying to move that around as well. There are some older safety issues, and we'll kind of take a look at some of those as well. It just has to, happens to uh, circle around the use of this parking lot area, which we showed you in the previous slide. So when, we re when the city entered an agreement, a memo of understanding with Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District, we had grant requirements. Now, we're not gonna read all the language here, but the main emphasis for this in 2017 was that this funding from the FTA as well as Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District was to enhance the promenade area, enhance pe pedestrian and bicycle access, um, to increase the, the available staging for bicycles and pedestrians, optimize vehicle flow if we can, and to relocate the ticket kiosk. So even at that point in time, they, they understood that the kiosk needed to be moved and there were definitely some circulation elements. So these are required for the project, the items in red. So let's keep going here, I, and I know We've made several presentations to this committee before in the past, so you've probably heard a lot of this. So bear with me. Um, currently, bikes and peds share the same area of the plaza to board, and the kiosk area is where the boarding occurs. So you can kind of see here's the regular plaza right here, and both bicycles and pedestrians queue up here to get on the ferry. A lot of times you'll have somebody that has a bike, they want to get up here, they get their ticket, and they block everybody else to try to get back to the back of the line. That can be problematic as well. There's a couple of older issues here, um, and it has to do with the geometry of Tracy Way. Exiting this and looking back over your shoulder, even though this might be a um, no left turn type of area, still I see people that do that. They'll exit here and go straight onto Bridgeway, and you can't see back over your shoulder. So from a traffic perspective, we'd like to close this off in some way. So the city has hired BKF engineers to develop a plan. In addition, we've got a, a local architects group or a local professionals group who's been working with the city for more than a year on conceptual plans for this particular parking lot. The preliminary plan set up by BKF um, involves expansion of the plaza area as well as looking at other aspects, which we're going to take a look at here in a little bit. So um, let me just jump into the details. It might be a little bit easier to understand. So, so there's the existing plaza. You can kind of see some of the details there. And this is the amount that we're trying to add to the plaza in order to increase circulation. The intent is to provide a wider plaza area for pedestrians. We are not planning to remove the existing concrete plaza, especially since we have a limited budget. So the existing plaza and the concrete generally stays the same. Some other pieces that adjoin lot one are, do have, we do have some concerns with. So we've talked about some of these already. This lower picture is a picture of Tracy Way and its exit. So if somebody's exiting here in their car, they have to look way back over their shoulder if they're going to proceed onto Bridgeway heading north. That's a problem. 
the access for Sausalito Yacht, Yacht Club right here. Now, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit, but we wanna make sure that this area remains open for the patrons of the Yacht Club to access this area. And we have some ideas on how to do some creative striping as well as some other issues to keep this open for folks. Now, in addition, we'll show a couple other slides here in a bit, but an idea came up that seems to be uh, fairly good is to separate the bicyclists and the pedestrians uh, from where they are right now. Right now, you've, you've got cyclists who might use uh, Tracy Way, and we're considering moving that to some other place. And I'll show you that in a sec, especially during the heavy months. So here's kind of our latest schematic of what's going on. DKS plan includes closing off Tracy Way, but allowing vehicles to access this area from lot one. My cursor on it and loop the way through. So we still have some parking spaces in here initially. The idea is to have a little bit of a raised platform here as well, so that pedestrians don't want to walk through this area. Um, vehicles and the pedestrians are a little bit elevated, excuse me, pedestrians are elevated above the vehicles so that they have better sight distance. The plaza area is expanded to have a drop-off area as well as provide a larger area for pedestrians. Amenities such as trees and benches are also contemplated in this area. The amenities will help to separate pedestrians for the ferry and for those walking through and just enjoying the view. Bicycle parking is moved to the east side of the parking lot. So during the summer months, we've talked about currently we have bike parking over here as well as the returns. The idea is to move it to this side of the parking lot in order to separate cyclists on this side and pedestrians coming in on this side. We're not anticipating removing a lot of trees, if any. We might end up removing one or two, but in general, we want to keep this parking lot pretty much the same. And we have a limited budget such that repaving the parking lot completely, in other words, digging everything out and putting new back in, is probably not possible. So we're going to look at a micro-seal approach, which is a thin layer of asphalt across the top of this and then redoing the striping. Again, we had some things that we wanted to take a look at from safety perspective. Uh, the access to the Sausalito Yacht Club, as well as closing off Tracy Way. It's important to keep these things um, active for pedestrians and expanding this area off of Tracy Way is a good alternative to make sure we have a good clear path of travel to the ferry. All right, so what does this really do? Um, it splits the flow between bicyclists and pedestrians boarding the ferry. This opens up the plaza more and allows for bike tour companies to manage the returns while those boarding the ferry with a bike can congregate in one area. So the blue lines kind of represent, um, I think I've got this upside down, folks. So um, here we go. This might be the existing one. So anyway, the idea is to split the pedestrians. There we go. So here's the existing one where you can kind of see where pedestrians and cyclists interact together. And here's the new one here where we're trying to get cyclists over here on this side and have more of a clear path of travel to get to the ferry for pedestrians themselves. And also have some clear path of travel if folks want to walk out to Gabriel's. 
talked about this a little bit in the past. Uh, bike parking area is anticipated on the east side of lot one. And uh, it may encroach a little bit into Gabrielson Park. We're kind of looking at that right now to find out how much encroachment we are looking for. My guess is maybe even 10 feet into Gabrielson Park, where you see some of this landscape area. The idea is to provide a good size um, parking area for cyclists and a queuing area for the ferry itself. Permanent bike parking is anticipated to be partially obscured by planters and vegetation in this area as well. So let's step back just a little bit too. Even though we're just talking about parking lot one, we do need a planning effort to take a look at where queuing occurs for some of the heavier months for um, cyclists and the tour companies that rent the bicycles. So we're anticipating queuing cyclists up on the east side of the lot. In addition, we should expand a little bit of Spinnaker Drive to accommodate more um, queuing for cyclists getting on the ferry. And there's a potential for using some of this area off of Humboldt for bicycle queuing as well. We haven't explored this part uh, as of yet, but we know there's that potential. So we're looking into that. The ferry plaza, on-site bike queuing, which I mentioned, and potential off-site bike queuing areas. So let's just, just for the sake of argument, let's just say we have more money to put on this thing. So the blue areas is what, you, is what you've seen before in previous slides. And the local professionals group has come up with alternatives. In other words, if we do have more money, they are suggesting that we close off Tracy Way completely and utilize this area as a pedestrian boulevard to get to the ferry. In addition, they are suggesting closing off, uh, excuse me, not closing off, but raising El Portal to work more as a, a pedestrian boulevard. Now, these, some of these businesses on this side, they do have uh, vehicle access underneath the building. So El Portal will still be open to, to vehicles to access and park underneath the building if they, if they need to. But it has more of a European feel where um, the El Portal is raised up a little bit, pedestrians use it a little bit more. And uh, the idea is to open this up a little bit more for pedestrians and flow of, of people in this area. Now let's step back just a little bit more as well. The general plan in working with, with your group is to uh, take a look at where a bike pack could go here in the future. And the idea in some of the sketches, and I believe one of the Alpha studies is even to take and put a bike path on the east side of Bridgeway and bring it all the way up until you board to the ferry. So this green line is a representation of that. And some other safety issues that I think it's important that we look at from the city perspective, and it has to do with crosswalks as well. This particular crosswalk is very long. There's another one right adjacent to it that's much shorter. The longer the crosswalk, the more difficulty, or I don't want to say unsafe, I want to say um, um, it's, it's not preferred to have a long crosswalk. The shorter, the better. So if we can eliminate some of these crosswalks, I think it would help to uh, improve safety along Bridgeway. So taking a look at these in certain areas, we'll need to do that as we move forward. 
All right. And we're getting to the end of my short presentation. So I'll see how you folks do with some trivia questions. So given everything that we've seen um, of the overall parking in lots one, two, three, and four, what percentage of parking do you think is impacted by this project? Zero. Rate is zero. Anybody else want to jump in? Five percent. You're a five. You're talking about the, the increase? One and a half percent. Let's let's go back a bit. Here, let's go back with a couple of these. So if we adopt and move forward with this plan here, this one in blue, um, what percentage of parking is impacted overall between lots one, two, three, and four? Just looking at the regular numbers. I have a question on Tracy Way. Is there still parallel parking on Tracy Way in this, in this, uh, the way, the way it is now? Yes. Okay. So that stays. And then the bicycle, the bicycle parking is a little confusing to me. It's bicycle parking in the middle of the, is that a, is that a driveway or is that, you know, I don't, I don't understand where the bicycle parking is in this case. Okay, Mr. Chairman, I will move back to answering your questions. If you can answer my question. So I have a clarifying to... question. Is it okay. impact during the busier season when Tracy way would be closed to bikes? And so the question is, what percentage of parking is impacted by the project? Year-round. 1.5%. <laughs> All right. Just looking at the regular square footage and the parking, I'm going with about 8%. Okay? 8%. So A reduction going. of 8%? Yeah. An in increase. Uh, reduction of 8%. Uh, I mean, I've run the math. Does that include the fact that... Tracy Way is part of Lot 1? I do not include Tracy Way as part of Lot 1 at this point in time. Is there a reason for that? All right, some other, some other quick questions for you before I turn it back over to the <clears throat> Bicycle Advisory Committee. And these are not as tough. So what is the, what, in what year did the ferry service accommodate automobile service to San Francisco? 1895. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully I got a smile out of that one. Does anybody else want to guess? When, before, just before the bridge. 24, 22. Was it 75 year, like five years, 10 years ago? Hey, somebody give me a number. 1920. 1910. 1910, yeah, I'll go with that. All right, 1922 is the answer. So the ferry service did run before that, and it mostly accommodated uh, passengers and not vehicles. The trick is the, the vehicles. All right, and what year did the last ferry carry vehicles from Sausalito to San Francisco? 1937, uh, 37, 39, 41. 37. <laughs> it's like five years after the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> How about a number? Just to have some fun. 35. I heard 35. Well, 1941. All right. So thank you so much. That concludes my presentation. But I will turn back to the slide that Aaron had requested some clarity on, just so that we can have a decent discussion on it. 
There we go. Okay, I'll turn it back over to you, Mr. Chairman. And if you want me to um, stop sharing my screen, I can do that. No, no, this is what's interesting. So again, it says bicycle parking, which is labeled in the middle of the, the driveway, if you will, but it's actually the blue spot, right? Which is why parking is being removed in that area. That's the whole bike parking area in the blue, right? No, bike parking area is up here on the east yep. side. Yeah, right. And that, okay. So that the label where it says bicycle parking, which is kind of, that's also where cars will drive, right? Where, they, where it says label in the white, in the white. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Yes, that was their original sketch. Yeah. Got it. Okay, got it. So yeah, that, that was the part that was confusing me because it's like, oh, cool. We're just putting them right there in the middle of the roadway, which uh, anyway, but that makes sense and um, would explain why some of the uh, parking is, is being removed. Um, thanks for clarity there. You mentioned that Tracy Way uh, re retains the parking that's there now. It's really in the reverse direction. Is that is that the motivation to keep Tracy Way open at all? Because I noticed there's a parallel. I mean, what is the motivation to keep Tracy Way open uh, in this case to cars? So there's a couple different things which I've mentioned before. One is that we, we do have um, cost issue, mm. right? So we obviously don't have enough money to do everything we want. Um, and with that, with the cost related to that, you're saying because if you closed it, you obviously wouldn't want to keep it as asphalt. So you'd, it's the cost of removing the asphalt or, I mean, just closing something, is, is there a cost to that? So if we close it, what would we turn it into? A pedestrian area? Now, yeah, I guess if we so, turn yeah. it into a pedestrian area, we would probably have to raise the grade or mm -hmm. eliminate all the obstructions for pedestrians to get from one place to the other. So there's okay. a cost. In addition, we kind of wanted to move away from removing some of the trees mm -hmm. and um, they, they provide a good ambiance in this area. So we want to be careful of that as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, okay, got it. it uh, you know, the, the circulation is the intention you think that people would use that then to really just access that excess parking, that extra parking that might be closer to the, the Bank of America and that kind of stuff. But then, um, but it looks to me like you're kind of intending to say, hey, if you're going to drop somebody off, you would go over there and use and, and drive that way. But I'm kind of also questioning if anybody would actually really use that as, as a circulation. They would probably just cut cut through one of the um, the previous um, driveways. Is there and then the the decision not to go one way with with those other uh, driveways is is uh, is there is there not an advantage of going one way? Uh, and change? well, we're trying to keep the the current configuration basically the same. So mm -hmm. if we make them one way, and I think what you're getting at is possibly restriping the parking lot so that you might get some more spaces, that might be possible, but then we'd end up removing the trees and we have yeah. the entire parking lot. So I get that. I get that. I just think that there may be circulation advantages to just not having two-way traffic, especially in, in, um, in advantages for people that are walking. Even even people that are that are leaving from exiting their vehicles and walking through the parking lot, it's just having one way travel is is just. But there's less conflict, you know, uh, in my experience. So that's just something to mention that 
since you're going to read you're repainting everything anyway even if you kept the same stripes you're not going to get any parking area there may be an advantage of just having one-way travel for um, pedestrian vehicle um, interaction right thank we've you heard, we've heard a lot of you know some negative some positive about all of the things that are proposed we have some folks who say don't touch those trees whatever you do mm -hmm. also the business community does not like the idea of having the bicycle parking on the east side they don't want to see an encroachment into Gabrielson Park that's what they mentioned last Thursday they don't like that they don't want yeah. to see any change in this area because it could impact their businesses That's you have a tough job, Kevin. Um, I see uh, we'll just go on from top. Uh, well, Warren, do you want to go next or you want to you want to pass to Kieran? Uh, just a quick question, uh, Kevin, if you can just share what is the um, the the area of bicycle parking um, in this proposed plan versus existing? Um, and do, do you have any estimates for the number of bicycles that could be parked um uh, again current and existing no i don't have those details at this point in time and just a quick follow-up is any is any combination being made for for larger bicycles like i mean maybe this, this details hasn't been worked out yet but um but like cargo bikes or or you know, larger larger bikes than just um, larger e-bikes rather than just conventional, you know, road bicycles or commuter bicycles. We haven't talked about that yet. And I don't think that we have looked into that or required to at this point. Uh, Karen, okay, thanks. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'll just, I would recommend recommend that given the, um, the you know, kind of rapid uptake in, in e-bikes. And again, and given Sausalito's uh, topography. I think we'll be seeing more and more people, you know, using e-bikes to to reach the ferry, um, and that's something to keep an eye on. Thanks. Okay. Good advice, Warren. Thank you, um, Kieran. Great. Thanks for sharing this, Kevin. Um, it's great to see, and it's nice to see just some of the updates from the last city council meeting. So um, that's great. You mentioned very few trees impacted. I think at some point in the past, you also mentioned there was some concern over the health some of those trees out there like maybe meeting their lifespan is that still a concern um i think we've got to choose our battle which which battle do we want to choose to fight at this point in time um yeah i mean i'm not an expert on i'm not an arborist but i have heard that same argument that some of the trees may be reaching their end of their life expectancy okay um, and then I saw um, in a petition that was circulating, um, there were some comments around essentially directing as much grant money as possible or putting more grant money just towards repaving of the parking area. Does the city have any guarantee from the grantor that paving of a parking lot would meet the grant requirements, especially for bike bed circulation? Well, I think that we've seen that slide where we get into all these details. So. It doesn't necessarily say that we can resurface the parking lot. What we do need to do is enhance the shoreline, ferry plaza promenade, all these other things. And it's not necessarily specific to resurfacing. Remember that this grant was applied for through the ferry district itself. So their main emphasis is circulation to the ferry. Yeah, makes sense. Just want to clarify that. 
Um, I'm really excited about parking on the east side. I can definitely understand wanted to, from a landscape design perspective, I'm not a landscape designer, but how do you create that separation into Gabrielson? I mean, there's a lot of essentially just buffer space right now. So hopefully it's eating into that buffer space and not the park itself. Um, I've been parking my bike there for years for Jazz by the Bay in that little buffer area. So you can think of me as a beta tester or ahead of my time on parking over there. And um, I think it could be a great, you know, great way to think about how do we promote that for local use, especially Jazz by the Bay, because I, I can say pretty certainly that we as local residents actually drive some of the peak parking days during the busy time of year. Um, and that's because we drive down there for Jazz by the Bay. So how could we encourage more bikes, more e-bikes, more e-trikes, more mobility scooters to be parking in that spot? And it's super convenient for it. Um, I'm glad you called out those long, that long crosswalk. That and Princess are definitely a problem one in our downtown area for being so long. And I'll call out, it's not just safety. It also affects circulation because cars and bikes, you know, as soon as they see someone in that long crosswalk, they have to walk, they have to wait. Um, and they're waiting for longer than they otherwise would if it was a shorter crosswalk. So it, it affects us in multiple ways. Um, I have a couple, I have some um, a present, related to a question I have, I have a presentation from our February PBAC. I just wanted to pop up quickly. Would that be all right? just on the areas uh, it sounds like you may not have all of this but let me know what you do have kevin so and can you see my screen not yet oh i have to grant access let's see if i can do that quickly or not uh i may not i may not be able to do it quickly enough on this computer um so i have a presentation we had a presentation from the february pback where we looked at ordinance 1128 the square footage of all those lots and my estimate on the total square footage of all the lots was 166,000 square feet so the five percent that we could play with would be 8,300 square feet um you said we were cutting in eight percent so i'm guessing that's in the ballpark of 12,000 square feet um, but we also have tracy way and tracy way estimated 5,800 square feet so if trade, right, basically if, if lot one is consuming Tracy way, um, I still see us as being kind of like within ordinance 1128 on this current design. Um, in fact, could even go further. Um, and then this was back in February, 2021. And we laid out a bunch of questions. Um, and you know, a big, big one was, well, there's a whole bunch of them, but um, I know, you know, can Tracy way be considered part of lot one given that it's being consumed um, has that come up? Is there an answer from the city attorney on that? So there are a few things that we are talking to the city attorney about. If you take a look at ordinance 1128, I believe it actually says that any change to lot one will require a ballot measure. So we've got to take a close look at that. Our city attorney is reviewing that right now. And, um, I don't think I have a great answer for you yet. I'm just going to put it in her hands. <laughs> okay. And then um, it also refers parking area. No, like nowhere in 1128 is it specifically, uh, it's, it's all about parking area. Um, is the bike, when you say 8% reduction, is the bike parking counting as parking in that, that statistic? Nope. Okay. Is that also on the list of things to consult with the city attorney on? 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me just see if there's anything else in the parking front. Okay, so it sounds like, oh, and then what is the number of car vehicle spaces lost in this busy period? And so that would be anything we lose, but then adding back those, I think it's about eight Tracy Way spots since it wouldn't be closed during this peak busier period. So I, I don't have answers for you on the specifics. I know we like to dive into the details. So at this point, I only have is a sketch of what the designers and the local professionals group are working on. And that was the intent to kind of share that with you. Okay. And is there timing for one, one having a read from the city attorney? I'm in particular interested if this is going to trigger an 1128, uh, an amendment to 1128. So is there timing of when we expect to know that? Uh, yeah, we've got to figure this out by the end of June. Okay. Uh, I think those are all my questions. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Karen, for getting deep into the details there. It's uh, some good stuff. <clears throat> and I know you've done a lot of research on that, so we'll uh, we'll keep we'll we'll dive into the database you got. If you want to log off and get back on, uh, in case you want to share something, you can do that now. Uh, Jake, please. Yeah, I think Karen may have answered my question, but I'll I'll raise it again. Um, the question was around you. Know, the, I believe the city bought the the Bank of America building, which came along with some parking spots. I was just curious, you know, how that works. You know, we're, we're adding parking spots there, but didn't know if it come up in discussion around taking parts parking spots away from the area in the presentation we just discussed. So, Jake, just to help yeah. share a little bit. And, and I realized Bank of America parking lot's not on this diagram, but I, I'm just thinking about city as a whole. It's, you know, the, if the, the money is for optimizing bike and pedestrian flow, does that, necess, does that have to mean more pavement? No. So parking lot one is right here. Parking lot two is right next to the Bank of America. Got it. And, so, it, and two has always been city or is that new? No, that's that's the cities. Got it. The cities, as far as I know. Got it. Okay. And and Kieran, just to clarify, that the the measure or the the ordinance that you just talked about is that is in reference to any kind of uh, amendment to parking lot square footage that is allowed. Is that why we can't reduce parking lot sizes? Yeah. yeah I mean, my interpretation, not being a lawyer, not being a state attorney, is it affects changes to the parking area for lots one, two, three, and four, so area. Um, and you cannot go, you cannot increase that area by any amount. You cannot decrease that, decrease that, decrease it by more than 5% of the total. Got it, okay. Yeah, I mean, as I as I look at the plan, I, I could definitely see how the focus was on increasing traffic to and from the ferry at, at peak season. Uh, I spend a lot of time at the Yacht Club and we spend a lot of time at Gabrielson. And when you have Jazz by the Bay and you have the Yacht Club, if you did a heat map of people at peak season, I mean, certainly there'd probably be a flow to the ferry, but around that flow, there would be locals at Jazz by the Bay or locals at the Yacht Club. And I'm not sure the, the simultaneous pedestrian flow outside of that to and from the ferry may have been considered because you're going to get some pretty crowded Friday, Saturday, Sundays of people that maybe just kind of moving in circles. 
if, if it's not planned appropriately on that, that eastern side where you're talking about expanding the, uh, the bicycle parking. Mr. Chairman, I think we have some more speakers as well. Yep, thank you, Jake, for that. And, uh, and, and really good uh, perspective from the local's point of view as well. So really appreciate that. I do, uh, yeah, so that's um, all the hands from the um, committee members. So let's uh, take public comment now. This would be the official time. I see Kevin Carroll up first. Kevin, I asked, I unmuted or asked. Thanks. And a uh, couple things, if you could, uh, Kevin, if you could go back to that, that last overview you showed that includes the Bank of America building. Yeah, that one. Um, also, on, to stay on that one, but on one of your other things, it showed the current flow as bicyclists coming down uh, from that Tracy and Anchor entrance. And that's not really true. It's more like 90% of them come down El Portel now. And my concern, I'm sure if El Portel gets partially blocked by the... Um, uh, outdoor seating that's been approved for what used to be Cafe Tootie. I'm sure there's ways to encourage bicyclists to go down anchor, but what scares me is that's going to mix uh, the bicyclists with the tour buses and the tour vans, which pick up dramatically uh, in the summer, but they are here year round. And I just, that scares the heck out of me. And that um, blue line you show in the bus area of moving possibly bicycle things in that area. Again, we're mixing with the buses and um, that just, that looks like a real problem to me. Also, I know that the uh, Golden Gate Transit's requiring a certain amount of bicycle spaces. And I assume is that year round they have to be there and not the seasonal way we've been doing it. And so that Right now, we have the flexibility with Tracy Way, and even if to meet that requirement, we could close Tracy Way year-round, that to me would seem more preferable than that east uh, parking area next to Gabrielson for the reasons already mentioned about how it might interfere with the Yacht Club and with um, Jazz by the Bay and if they ever bring back Opera by the Bay. But also then what happens to that area the other five months of the year when it's not really needed for bicycle parking, um, which is the situation we have now. Uh, and then just the last point, um, what, how is the situation as far as utilities and current utilities and hooking up to uh, bicycle chargers at somewhere down the road? Do we have a utility overlay for this area? Um, I think that's kind of an important consideration too. And that's it. Thanks. Hey, uh, Kevin, I, I just want to do a follow-up because you have such good insight around there and, and care for cyclists and, and everyone. What, what is it, uh, I guess that you fear the most with the bicycles uh, interacting with the buses where, you know, I, when I think about that, I kind of have less concern because they're just buses are so big and they don't make any sudden movements. What is it that, I guess you're, you, where is it, what is it a fear that you have that could happen if you were being the buses in the bus? What happens year round, but it gets much, much worse in the summertime is when those buses pull in, um, 
you're talking an age group that their first priority is where is the nearest bathroom. <laughs> Got it. And so they is it actually the, it's a pedestrian coming across, off of us? Is that it? They is it charge the, across that street without much heeding what's going on on either it. direction. Okay, got it. So it's the herd of people coming off the bus, not necessarily and going to and from going to and from the buses. They're crossing yeah. that street and the Bank of America parking lot. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily stick to the sidewalks. Got uh, it. They're very focused. Yep. Okay. So totally clear now. Yeah, it's not the bus vehicles themselves as much as it is the uh, occupants of the bus. Thanks. Well, Anchor Way is fairly narrow. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And then when they add, if they still continue to add the, move the taxis to that side of Anchor that faces the parking lot, yeah. they generally switch that over once uh, more than three cabs start showing up in the summertime, then that even narrows the street more. So you're now putting um, bicycles and buses in a much narrower lane of uh, travel. Yeah. Well, thank you so much that's, that's for all your insight. And uh, again, I, I was riding by there just an hour and a half ago and I saw you saw you down there. So you, you, you see all this more than the rest of us. Thanks for being in our eyes. Uh, one qu last thing was any this change in what's going to happen to Sally's uh, fountain. People keep asking me about that. But Kevin, do you know, do you know Sally's fountain? Yeah, I know what it is. Um, <laughs> it's been discussed. I don't. I don't know if we have a final determination of what's happening. It will, it will certainly the historic uh, committee will help us find a way to find a good home for it. I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, David Sudo, please. Good evening. So just a historical reference point. We've been discussing this in, in, in at the city since 2011. Um, one of the first city council meetings I went to, they st we started talking about this. So um, that's a segue into the next subject matter of, of we need to be more expeditious about getting projects done so that we don't have to talk about them for 10, 15 years. We could probably get a lot more done if we didn't do that. Um, so I, at some of Kevin's, Kevin's point about what's happening with that bike parking area and the size of it there's two points one is that also has a sidewalk for uh, ferry commuters to go to the north side of town instead of walking through the parking lot like they now um which on a wet rainy night is not a good thing because people are got their heads down they're not looking at where they're going cars are pulling out into them it's, it's just a mess so um that that really solves a big safety issue that we have right now in that parking lot. Um, and also we don't need more parking than, I mean, we don't need more bike park, bike queuing area than, than about hundred or 150 bikes, because if we have more than that, we have a failure of the ferry system. Um, because that's, that's one, one or one and a half, that's like one and a half or two ferries worth of bikes. And we should never have that many bikes there. We should have enough ferry service to take care of them. The demand that's why we're doing the ferry landing improvements in the first place so um that's a that's about it thanks thanks david 
Kieran, welcome back. I was gonna make a quick attempt at screen sharing, if that's right. Sure. Second attempt. Yeah. Karen, you're, you're muted. Uh oh. Karen. Karen, can you nobody hear? can hear you. Yeah. Somebody. Can you hear us? Karen, we just can't hear you. Yeah. Hear you. Sorry, buddy. You had some. Hello, hello. Oh. Oh, weird. When I present, the audio turns off. <laughs> That's a feature. Wow. So, well, but yeah, this is just, um, we have calculations on all these areas. Uh, I will go silent for a minute and show the last page, but we have some very specific questions. So if it's not already articulated for this city attorney. There you go. Well, I think Kevin McGowan, you know that if when you need some details uh, answered. Oh, it looks like I can talk. I can I can chew gum and walk now. It looks like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we've got these questions. So if that's helpful, uh, but there are visuals for this, which may be helpful of just working through how all that space works. If, it, if it's helpful as a reference, Kevin. If, if it is an area thing, yeah. So so uh, Kieran, Kieran, he he wants to join the attorneys uh, discussion when by before June. <laughs> Sounds like that's coming up. Thanks, Kieran. Um, I think uh, wrapping this up, I just wanted to call out a few things also that uh, beyond what some of the others had mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, there was a discussion of that crosswalk, the long crosswalk at B of A, and and uh, besides just uh, the other uh, identification. There's the the left turn as well, which also makes that 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 crosswalk just undesirable. The exiting out of Tracy Way always just been a major problem. Thank you, you know, for closing that by just talking about that and saying, look, it, you know, it's it's closed half the year. Let's just keep it closed. It doesn't need to provide any value. Nobody needs to be driving out there. It just adds danger to everybody, you know, um, uh, when some when a car is exiting there. So. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, also, I wanted to, to um, highlight the practicality of, of this design, Kevin, that this is, this is something that can get implemented. You see, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we've thrown at you like a couple years worth of all this dreaming and everything about the park and all that sort of stuff. And, and thank you for enduring all of our enthusiasm and everything and, and now you've got a budget and you got to get this done and what you just showed us is is practical and is something that can be implemented within the budget you have and it is still an opportunity for improvement i think that there are still details we want to understand a little bit more it looks a little bit tight perhaps for for some of the bicyclists you know where they're queuing or whatever maybe that'll flush out but um but the thought's been put in there and this is a practical design and i just wanted to help identify that, you know, the evolution there. Um, we're gonna appreciate it and, uh, and uh, you know, good luck uh, because uh, unfortunately we're gonna get opposition from any change that happens, it seems like, which is also how why Sausalito 
has uh, infrastructure that's stuck in the 60s. So um, hopefully we can get this one through and uh, make, make some improvement because it will be nicer to walk through that ferry plaza when I, when I go cru cruising through there. So I, I hope to see it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Want to thank you as well. Uh, it's good to have support. I really appreciate it. Um, even with David Suto's comment, uh, he's kind of right. Let's see if we can get something built. <clears throat> we can always change it in the future. This stuff doesn't have to last forever. We can change it if we need. Yep. Yeah. Keep the trees, you know, <laughs> let's, Hey, you know, let's just do it. Let's, uh, and, and, and also we're not repaving the parking lot. That was something that uh, made me gasp early on. And now uh, we're not doing that. So, I mean, we are, but you know, it's the ceiling thing and all that. So uh, it's, it's staying true to, true to form. Thank you. Um, and thanks everybody. Let's do some awesome stuff. And then someone else can come and argue for floating parking spaces if they want in the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. One, one last thing, uh, is, is also that there is an opportunity to require less bike parking. If we start to distribute, uh, bike parking throughout town by, uh, repurposing some parking spots for bike parking, uh, specifically along some of the restaurant way, like near Skomas and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and also then uh, potentially further, further down, um, you know, th throughout. And so also welcome that, that would also to potentially reduce uh, some of the, um, the need for, for parking in lot one. Sounds okay, good. thank you. Let's move on to uh, the next item. So our next item, Mr. Chairman, has to do with um, meetings for feedback in the future. Yeah. So I think this was brought up from uh, our city manager to city councils about uh, possibly reducing the number of meetings that each one of the committees have. It's not just you, it's, uh, it's every one of the committees themselves. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that we only have a set number of staff members and to man these each month, or in some cases more than once a month, is rather um, taxing on staff. So I think we, um, between Mr. Chairman here and myself, we, we sent back an email back and forth about some ideas. And Aaron, I don't know how you want to kind of run through those. I, I can get us started by thinking a little bit about what other jurisdictions do. So in San Rafael, which is a city of 63,000 people. They had, when I started, they had a feedback meeting once every six months. Mm -hmm. And basically it was to ask some questions of the committee members of where we need to put emphasis on some of the capital projects and where we need to start planning for improvements. Now that was increased over time to once every quarter. And the idea was to to utilize some expertise from um, uh, TAM, um, and that's not not the the funding TAM. That's the other one. Transportation. Ah, I forget what um, what his name alternatives. is. Alternatives. There we go. Yeah, alternatives in Marin. Yep. <laughs> WTB TAM. Yep. There we go. And he had some good ideas. Patrick Seidler had some good ideas and helped the committee out with them. And. San Rafael, we were we needed some help with grants as well, and Patrick had his finger on it. So we reached to, out to him to help us with finding and procuring grants as well. So that was a really large city in my eyes. That was pretty big. 
And, uh, but they only met once every six months and then changed it to once every quarter. Mm -hmm. So the other things that are impacting on, on us, uh, frequency of the meetings, I'm noting that your group is exceptionally great at a couple things, and I wanna bring those up. Um, looking at planning issues, you guys have the expertise to know what you've done in the past. Even if you weren't on this committee, you know that there's an ALTA study that goes north-south looking at the greenway. And that's good, you know the details of it. We need that expertise. Um, you provide great assistance to staff as far as some of the ideas you have on planning issues and where to seek out new funding. So we wanna keep that up. A couple other thoughts that have come up. In, in San Rafael, when I was there, we had a separate staff running the meetings, but on occasion, we would have key speakers come in. And it could even be from um, Congressman Huffman's office. How do bicyclists fare at the, the federal level? Or a state legislative person come in as well to talk a little bit about how they're pursuing bicycle funding for each one of these jurisdictions. It could be also folks from ABAC who have been kind of instrumental in looking at the Bay Trails. Just wanna put some ideas in your head at this point in time. And then some other things that I've got a couple slides to show you about expectations and take a look at some of our projects. But before I get there, I'm gonna turn it back over to you, um, Chairman Roller, and see what you think about some of these ideas. Should we be reducing some of these meetings as far as meeting quarterly instead of monthly? Um, should we, you know, are there other things that your committee would like to take a look at? Well, thanks, yeah, and um, you know, really appreciate the um the sentiment that's coming from the experience of of our of our city manager chris zapata that had brought this up and and just uh i to my understanding yeah we're uh we're we're an except the sausalito is kind of an exception it's a, it's a very committee heavy um you know place and we don't know like what we've what we see in this town is it seems to be that like whoever's got the louder voice seems to make all the difference and that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, with that in mind, um, you know, we've, we somewhat just kind of follow and, and, uh, and, and, and try and continue uh, with some of that mantra. I, I find that, you know, there's been times when I've been leading and it's like, okay, you know, there's always something to talk about. There's always some the next thing and, and that kind of stuff. But yet, um, you know, we've, We've got many of these projects in the queue, and they, you know, they they, they take time. They're they're scheduled, and so uh, I can imagine that that is that is frustrating, um, you know, for as we've heard from members, but then also for you because it's like, well, in the end, you've just got a, a limited number of people that work for you and that can get this done, and it's just part of part of the uh, the, the waiting game. Um, and so uh, really the question, you know, back is what, what can we, you know, I think you've already identified a, a few of these points, but, you know, what is it that we can do for you? Because I think that's one of the, I think that's probably our most important role, because honestly, if we can't help make things happen for you, then the stuff we want won't, won't come to, to fruition. But I do think that there is another role that our committee does need to play, which is somewhat of that advocacy, somewhat of that like, hey, the reason, the reason I guess that there's some sort of California ordinance that requires us 
to have this committee is because the pedestrians and the bicyclists have not necessarily had great representation in the past without a committee, I guess you could say, advocating for the, for the rights that they might otherwise be forgotten about. And I'm not positive about that. I don't know exactly know why it is um, or even what the requirement is. Uh, so why don't we start with that? What is, does anybody know what the requirement is for, for, for us to have a, a committee? Well, let's back up even further. Um, I believe back in the early 2000s, in order to receive funding for each city on bicycle projects, you had to have a master plan, a bicycle master plan. And in order to set that up, we needed to involve the community. And that's one of the reasons why these committees were originally set up. Okay. So that we could get input on, you know, putting money aside for a whatever bicycle project and then seeking federal funding in order to, to extend that funding. It could be state funding as well. So that's the original emphasis behind it. Um, they didn't necessarily have to have a, a meeting every month, every week, every, every six months. You don't have to have that, it's what you choose. Okay, got it. So it's a committee that's, that's appointed by, in our case, by, by city council and, and represents that. And that's the requirement, but then it, there's no more details about that. Besides that, it's a public meeting and it, and it is that it is also uh, at the uh, requirements of the Brown Act, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I also wanted to mention um, is, you know, if you look at, if I look at, at the, uh, the people that I would want to work with to make change in this town, I'm looking at these, at the people here at this meeting and, and in many ways we're, somewhat limited to the times that the things the discussions we can have off camera essentially you know two just two of us at a time and that's it and when two of us are speaking about something i can't then if karen and i are talking about something i can't go to jake and actually have a discussion about that with jake that's the brown act that's and that, those are some of the limitations that we have and that's just one of the things to mention that would be potentially um I guess you could say, uh, uh, you know, uh, hurt hurt some momentum if uh, if we're not able to have these more frequent discussions. That said, I certainly support um, the reduction. Uh, I think that's the biggest impact that we can make is reducing the number of meetings and making the meetings more efficient when we do meet them, and also would 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 be willing to offer that we wouldn't uh, now especially while they're at zoom uh we don't need to drive home you know to, to go so we could even potentially move them to your work day so you don't have to stay late uh when during these times and have a meeting and so these are these are things that i'd like to mention i also think that having these uh discussions like even the presentation you gave today which was wonderful but you gave it last week we could have just as watched the recording as our as our uh, homework and, and showed up and had the opinion and not had to take your time and left the, the time for us to have discussion. So those are things that I'd also like to offer for us that as we reduce these frequency of having these things, we can also then just, just be more efficient in what we get done. Maybe we're gonna get six things done instead of one or two things because we're just gonna have uh, you know much more um, precise you know, conversations. 
So I welcome the change. I think it's a, you know, it's the, the least we can do to accommodate the request from um, our city manager. I think it's, I think it's reasonable. And mostly it's just it, anything we can do to give you a break because, well, maybe we've been successful and now you've got a pretty good queue of projects to go and implement. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for us to just kick back and, and let that, and maybe go uh, spend our free time in, in finding funding, um, which, which is how we, how, what I've learned, that's the best way to get anything done, which is go get some funding, let's get it in the queue. And I bet you if I, you, you know, I don't need a, I don't need a meeting with, with the, I don't need this public meeting to say, hey, Kevin, <laughs> there's, a, there's a grant money out there, you know, what do you, what, what do you think about it? And then I think you would potentially answer that uh, email with, uh, with open arms. Um, Kieran, let's hear from you. Great, um, makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Kevin, thank you, Aaron. Uh, is it okay if we just jump to general comments on this one? General comments from you? I, do you want us to just start with questions or can we make general comments on? on yeah, this yeah, you know, I think free flow, unless yeah. Ke uh, Kevin, if you have uh, more of a formal uh, idea. No, yeah. I have something quick to show you about um, expectations for projects but let's keep going because I'm, I'm watching the clock as well. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I kind of like break this into two comments because I've been following the thread from city council and the city manager staff report. And you know, there's an aim there to actually remove a lot of committees, advisory boards, whatever it may be from even being Brown Act committees. Uh, and then I think there's another one, if you remain with what frequency, with what expectations, with what staff commitment, et cetera. Um, so I think on the first point of like, should it even exist? Um, I mean, I think we have the documentation that some form of committee needs to exist at some frequency to cover these topics um, for California transportation um, plan. What is it? Cali California Bicycle Transportation Act, et cetera. Um, so I don't even know if that's on the table, but like, you know, I would be pretty concerned if we were heading down that route of not even having a committee that was looking at this. Um, because I know Tam has one that's authority of Marin. Mill Valley has one. Corte Madera has a BPAC. San Rafael has one. Novato has one. San Insano just officialized theirs as a Brown Act um, official committee. Golden Gate Bridge District is just in the process of forming one. So all of the all directions are in the other direction versus trying to get rid of PBACs. Um, so hopefully we're not heading in that direction. I am supportive of tuning down the frequency. I was trying to, you know, and in particular of being sensitive to staff time, giving you time to work on things instead of just reporting out on things. So I know how that can feel at times. I was doing just a little bit of noodling of what are topics, big set point topics we are likely to want to cover over the next 12 months. I get up with six, um, the bridgeway study, um, once that's complete, what's that design? How do we want to bring it to city council? How do you want to engage the public? So that's one. Um, Coloma design review, similar. Um, how do we engage the public? How do we bring it to city council? How do we help find funding for construction? It's two. Um, three is the safety study on bridgeway between Napa and Johnson. Um, what recommendations for action do we want to bring forward with what priority to city council? Um, if anything is coming on Ferry Landside Ultimate Vision, um, and it feels like we need another touch point on details for Ferry Landside because there's um, still a lot of questions on really important topics. Um, five, 
is which bridgeway greenway segment do we want to prioritize for grants and six i just call out cip generally we, we kind of skipped it this year but we've had a lot of touch points on priorities generally but that feels like a, a set point of where are we putting our dollars you know can we help steer that are we aligned so that's six uh, i don't know if we covered one of those big set point things a meeting that would be every other month feels pretty reasonable to, to me um i see warren's hand up i'd love to hear Warren sees more of these than anybody, good or bad. Um, do you see a sweet spot in terms of frequency? How would you adjust that considering the needs of Sausalito, the, the size of our staff, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of would echo some of the same things Karen and Aaron have said earlier. Like I do recognize this, I'm sure this takes up a fair amount of staff time uh, to prep these meetings. I do, so, you know, I, uh, Sausalito is the only, you know, PBAC, BPAC that I am, uh, a member of, so I attend almost every meeting of, of the other cities' um, BPACs. Um, again, and as you mentioned, they vary from kind of ad hoc to quarterly to um, every other month to Sauceva's current monthly. And I, I would say, just in terms of my experience, that the kind of, that, again, cities vary in size, um, but the sweet spot is is that every other month um, frequency. That's what what the city of San Rafael does. Um, cities that uh, meet less frequently, less frequently, uh, things get things get missed. Um, we've had a number of um, without any names, other number of projects where like the the an amount of time passed between BPAC meetings that kind of a, a project went through design and and then kind of I, I saw it. And seeing it get get striped, and you know, the public works director never really brought it to um, to the committee. Um, I think you know, yeah, less off, less frequently than that, you have lose some of the institutional memory and the the ability to review projects in a in a timely manner. You know, I think that uh, the the review. I'm sorry if I couldn't call it the name. You know, I, I think this this committee has had um, some some good input, you know, particularly on the um, the Liberty Ship Way uh, project review. So, you know, and again, less frequently than that, you either end up skipping BPAC review or holding projects longer than they ought to um, in order to ensure BPAC review. So that that's kind of my two cents that that I, I, I agree that perhaps monthly isn't entirely necessary, but I would caution against doing something like twice yearly or ad hoc, um, I, I think you, you lose a lot of the kind of the, the purpose of the body in the first place. Quarterly though, uh, what do you, you know, that was Kevin's recommendation. Is that, is that, that's, that's just on the edge? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's on the edge. I mean, I'd say like, you know, once every other month or quarterly is, is what I would, is what I would recommend. Um, yeah. And yeah. one of the things I was thinking about, uh, thank you, Warren, for that, but, but uh, Kevin, I was wondering with the quarterly, you know, would, would we, with that in mind, because that what Warren brought up was my concern, like that 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 project that did get streamlined and we weren't scheduled, and it's like, gosh, we don't want to hold it up and like, oh, well, PBAC's not scheduled in it for another two months or three months, really. In some of those cases, um, would it be maybe prudent of us to keep our slot with, but meaning that hey, you know that you would would call it out and be like, we really need to get this into your hands, and we'll have a meeting. We've already got it all reserved and kind of like you know earmarked like it is now, but we're just not actually implementing that. You know, so it's not even an official change necessarily, but really we just start to reduce 
the number of meetings to give you the, uh, the, the, the rest that you need or the, you know, the focus you need in between these sessions. But that's also with an agreement that you would, you would bring it up so that we could then not necessarily hear from our MCBC rep that he's seen it He's seen these things happen where where uh, you know, uh, Department of Public Works maybe miss miss uh, miscommunication in, in, in the way, and that's it's in nobody's favor to do that, obviously. Oh yeah, that's possible that we can continue to schedule them monthly, but um, work collectively with you to kind of group these items into every other month. And then if we find that we need to have a meeting itself, you can always call a special meeting. Mm -hmm. You can always do that as well. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And that, and that's, and that really like the, that would almost be, you know, more valuable because it's like when Kevin, when you're, when those times that you reach out and like, hey, we really need to talk about this. I'm like, great, this is awesome. Like you're finding value in what it is we're bringing. And that really is important to us, right? Um, you know, again, that's, that's, that's part of a big part of the most important part of this committee, I think. But then we also have this other, you know, kind of agenda to make sure we're representing those those uh, you know people on feet and, and wheels um, pedaling around. So, uh, but so, would, should we take baby steps and reduce it to twice a month? Should we just go right to quarterly and then have this ad hoc in between? You know, um, I, I guess that's that's maybe the question that we have up in the air. From what the members uh, members you know could could actually influence or or uh, you know so just based off of your comment um, why don't we why don't we keep it for each month for the next couple months and we will try to arrange the items so that we can put them on every other month and if mm -hmm. we have something special then we'll call the meeting each month is that too confusing uh, no, I think that's good. And I think Kevin too, like as the two that, and, and with Kieran, when I'm gone, because I am going to be gone half of the year. So I'll be missing half of these meetings anyway. And that's just the reality of things. And so us being the agenda, you know, that I think we could also put some better guardrails that I like to have on meetings when I'm at work and everything, which is... <laughs> How prepared are we, you know, to, to, to have a discussion? You know, let's, uh, you know, for you, I think we don't have that same kind of, um, we wouldn't have that same kind of requirement, you know, that you have to be prepared because you guys are <laughs> constantly drinking from a fire hose. But for us, if we want to bring something to you that we would be prepared, that we would have more, uh, and, and I would like it if more of our of our presentations and documents would be, delivered as attachments to the agenda and everything. And that could be a metric that we show to say, oh, well, we've, you know, that you've seen the presentation or the documents for a week and you're kind of absorbing it prior to us actually then having this meeting. And if we don't really come that far in advance, then maybe we're not ready to bring something to you for consideration. And that would help um, us prepare more. So that I kind of opened that up as a, uh, as, uh, as a way to, I think, get more value that might be a lot of work for us as staff as well to prepare all the documentation and the staff report for you before the meeting. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And that's why I'm saying I don't think it would be something we would require of you to do. It would be something that we would do. You know, it would be a one, it's a one way thing where we're, if we're bringing something to say, hey, 
we're going to go after the next segment of Greenway, then, you know, we're, we've made sure that we've, we've got the preparation that we've worked with the MCBCs and the WTB TAMs already. And we've, and we've got, we're more organized in other words, because the goal of that is we, we could potentially make more of an impact in our presentation um, to you and, and the rest of the town. Aaron, should we take some public comment? Yeah. Kevin Carroll, please. Back again, uh, just a couple things. Um, as an example, this week's uh, disaster and safety committee meeting was canceled because there weren't enough topics. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't post that on the website. <laughs> so at the last minute, it was first the meeting and found out it was canceled. And back when this committee was meeting in person, You'll recall we did have the police chief with us almost at every meeting. In fact, sometimes he ran them to the computer part of it. And, um, you know, at some point he stopped attending and it wasn't that big of a loss. I mean, he was there when we needed him and asked him to appear. Um, but he was, a, he's still, I think, listed as an official assigned staff. So the point I'm trying to get around to is one, I think what it requires is more coordination between the chairman and uh, Kevin uh, as to how often we need to, you need to meet. And mm -hmm. two, every other month sounds perfect. And if it's a, an agenda that one of Kevin's assistants can handle or that he doesn't feel the need to be there, um, that's something between the chairman and, and Kevin. I, the only problem is who runs the actual Zoom operation. Um, I don't know if you can't make that a requirement of the chairmanship is that you know Zoom. And I know the law of the city staff, that wasn't required when they got hired, that they learned how to run Zoom. So that's an issue that's facing all of these committees. Um, the only other thing I'd like to mention is it might be worthwhile on the Public Works website uh, to have that updated as far as projects and the rest of it. I love Kevin's um, capital improvement project and I could probably give it for him if he's ever sick. I've seen it so many times. Um, and I think some of these updates could better be served if you had a section on the website just about updating anything involving the bicycle uh, projects or the stairways and things like that. Mm -hmm. And one short video could serve that that purpose. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Mr. Sudo. Hi again. I, I think this has been great conversation. Um, I think yeah, between somewhere between every other month and quarterly sounds like a good idea to me, just from my experience. Um, at times, at times we've been kind of almost quarterly it gets a little you you have to be just careful about momentum losing momentum and cohesion as a group um i would just bring up another um uh point that the city manager made about perhaps having uh independent groups take up some of the workload of the committee um you know we already mentioned in the meeting transportation alternatives and um and I would also point out that Ed Foch and some of the other uh, feedback members at one point started up the ambassador program on their own. 
to meet needs of the community. So there's you know precedent around here for for uh, a subset of the group that doesn't violate the Brown Act to to create their own group and and do some of the work of the committee um, outside of outside of PBAC and then bring that to PBAC as they feel they need to or just bring it directly to you know city manager for instance um, just something to think about very cool yeah good advice thanks mr. Shuto oops sorry um, and uh, okay uh, Jake I see your hand okay. yeah just a, I have a quick one I apologize I'm still new to this is we the meetings itself if we think about what we focus on you know there's these long-term capital projects which take years of planning and then last meeting we talked about an incident number of citations overall public safety as it pertains to pedestrian bicycle which might be more short-term change short-term focus where are we focused most of our time historically um i guess yeah uh you're asking me anyone <laughs> historically i mean dave if you want to talk history dave, david sudo's got the most history <laughs> I, I, I guess the question is um you know are, are there actions that the city and pbac do as it relates to incidents that occur in the short term that don't necessarily require long-term capital planning or is the primary purpose of this committee to focus on adjustments that require long-term capital planning kevin what do, you, what do you think about that so it's a complex question with a complex answer unfortunately so your your committee as well as other committees do play a certain role on, on certain things so for instance, this committee, as well as other ones throughout Marin County are charged with putting together a master plan, bicycle master plan. It doesn't come up all that much, but once every 10 years, at least, if not once every five years, that plan needs to be re-examined. And this committee is charged with part of that. The other part that they're, they're charged with is helping their council members to understand the issues and to provide them with feedback on what the community thinks should happen. For instance, you just heard a couple things of what Kieran said of, hey, do we put money into, or do we put our emphasis into trying to find money for extending the, uh, the North-South Greenway down to Harbor? And maybe that is a, a big push, or maybe it is another project. What does the community think? And so that's why your committee is so important to the council members themselves. So to say that we're looking at planning all the time, no, we look at it at certain times throughout a five to 10 year period. To say that we're looking at specifics associated with capital projects, yes, sort of, because we wanna make sure that things function correctly. So you get to take a look at a lot of different things. And like I said, though, initially these committees were set up to, uh, to put together the, pedestrian bicycle master plan, and then to seek out uh, state and federal funding. 
So that's what the original emphasis was. And these have grown into, like you heard from Aaron, helping out with staff members, helping the council members as well. Karen. Hey there, uh, just eye on the clock. Um, I like Kevin's proposal on, you know, at least for now, keep them on the calendar and let's plan to group things every other month. I think that would mean not having a June meeting unless there was something like if it was 1128 related and they wanted P back to weigh in, like we probably won't have a June meeting, but we will plan on the July. Like, I don't know if we have to vote on, I don't think we need to vote on that, but like any alternate proposals or people okay with proceeding with that sketch? Yeah, I think when you look at the math, I mean, essentially what I see is it's January, you know, March, May, um, then there's June, then you, you're at July, maybe you just skip July and give it the summer off or whatever. And then, you know, you, you move to then August, September is off, and then you got October, and then you give November and December off. So, you know, this even this every other month schedule would then be reduced a little bit just from those months that are impractical. Like it's almost pointless to meet in November and December in, in most years from what I've understood. So, so I, I think Kevin, it's a reasonable ask. I think we can easily, without even having to make any formal changes or formal votes or anything like that, we can actually accommodate those requests and, and potentially then just start to change a little bit of the way we organize things by um, coming, coming a little bit more prepared. I would love it if we would just actually be bringing more things to, to city council you know, making a little bit more of a direct impact and saying, we're we're going forward with this, you know, recommendation for a vote or we've sketched out this this potential city ordinance or something like that, you know, the, those ways to make those that kind of impact, I think would be great. And um, maybe, and then maybe also we, I mean, our master plan is, is the the worst in Marin, to my understanding. We are we are so far behind in in in, in the bicycle master plan that um, that's something we could be doing, but we have you know we have no budget for that, I assume, and, and that's that's all volunteer time. So uh, yes and no, you know, if we're starting to look ahead and we need to set aside money for a certain project, and that could be the master plan. Let's put it on the CIP. Let's get it over to council and say, you need to set aside 60 or 70 grand and Got start it. planning for it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I've been a little skeptical to have more documents. <laughs> I've got so many documents showing me the city I want. So I've been a little skeptical, but, but, uh, but I get it. You, the master plans, I hear a lot. Um, hey, was your comment about the master plan or implementation of the master plan? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. when I think of $60,000, $70,000, I'd kind of want to want to spend that on, on paint instead of uh, paper. But, um, but, but I, I also follow Kevin's um, advice and knowing how cities work and having a proper master plan might be able to make a difference. Um, that said, we also do have the general plan, which had some really great stuff in there. I think in, rec in, in recommendations for bikes. And so we can use that as well. So a little skeptical, not necessarily wanna go forward with that yet, um, but we will, uh, now that we understand, oh, let's get it on the CIP, uh, then we can we can talk about that as a committee and see if that's something we, we should pursue. Very cool. Um, so yeah, so I don't think we need to make any motions or any votes if, uh, if uh, Karen, does that make sense to you? Yeah. 
And uh, then that, that's two minutes. We got two minutes before our time's up. So I think um, we've got our public comments. We already did that. I think every, everybody from the public spoke. <laughs> Are we uh, not doing that? There's that update section. The, we have um, oh, sorry. item five, which is project updates. I'm going to go quick. Nevada Street is out to bid. We should be receiving bids fairly soon. Andy Davidson's on the call. Don't know if you want to mention anything, Andy, but uh, we should be receiving bids as of June 1st. We have our fingers crossed to make sure that we get some good numbers. That sound right, Andy? Yes, that is correct. We have our pre-bid meeting uh, Wednesday, bid opening on June 1st. And then if we have good, uh, we have something to bring to council, we have to bring it to them the first meeting in June, which I think is the 14th. And thanks, still Andy. Yeah, for uh, thanks, Andy, for for uh, joining the St. Francis School meeting the other day too. Really appreciate. It. Trying to hit those deadlines that we originally talked about. Gate six improvements. Uh, the city's currently in a claim process with the previous contractor, but regardless, our last meeting we had some ideas about some improvements on gate six. We're still looking into those. Um, we'll regroup on those when we have a more time to to really jump into them. Bridgeway bike lanes, uh, there should be an item on the next council meeting to authorize the city manager to accept the grant from the Association of Bay Area Governments, ABAG, for the design effort. So I'm working with them to try to finalize that. The 2022 street resurfacing, Andy's working with a consultant to design those at this point in time. Annie, it, and yeah, when they should have a design ready to go out, um, I finished reviewing the first submittal. It's back to them. So I'm hoping we get that turned around over the next couple of weeks. Um, likely out to bid. I'm hoping out to bid in June, early June. That's good. We can still make a window as far as getting that stuff resurfaced or getting those roadways resurfaced for flat. And um, gosh, I forget the other one. But. Um, Johnson uh, east of Bridgeway and then Gerard between Johnson and Pine. Yeah, he, um, Edwards is on the list too, but we feel it's going to be more complex to design. So that's taking a separate path. And if we can get it in this year, great. But um, if we can't, we'll have to move that forward. Paloma Street sidewalk project. Andy's working on that as well. Good job, Andy. Any updates on that one? Uh, it hasn't, hasn't, hasn't moved yet. It's the same as what I mentioned at the uh, Safe Pathways Task Force. Um, and it's just it's just not going to move right at the moment. We've got other things going. But it'll get started, at which point I've got Aaron's comments, and Aaron had a good comment, or an interesting comment, um, which, of course, we'll take, I'll take, we'll take a look at when we get started on the design. And that is why I put in a sidewalk along Coloma when we put in a new path on on MLK, but I, I think I'm still going to push to to keep it in, but I understand the reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just trying to save costs if we can do it. <laughs> Why <Right>. not? <laughs> yeah, on that specific project, we've heard from other community members too as to extending the sidewalk up the up the hill a bit. There's there's more to it. So I know Andy's going to work through that. Um, Easterby Signal, we've got the consultant. We're trying to get his contract signed. There's some language that we got to get to on his contract. I've been working on that this afternoon. So David Parisi has that one. We should be able to design that fairly quickly. We do not have construction funding on it at this point. So it's one of those, get the plan ready and then seek out funding. 
Bridgeway uh, between Napa and Johnson, the study, that's the same issue. We are working with David Parisi on his contract. I should have it finished tomorrow and we need to work it through the process. Once he's finished with that, hopefully we'll have some idea of what improvements are needed. And again, funding will be needed for that project. That we don't have funding at this point in time. And so that's my short, in, short update on projects. Yep, one question on that. But there is there a possibility you you had you had been a proponent also of the two phase approach towards that that section of Cal, of, of Bridgeway between Johnson and Napa to just let's us go and, and do some really quick fixes that might be super cheap. And then there's the funding part of it. You know, uh, is that is that also something that they're gonna be looking at in that contract? Yeah, we've asked David to take a look at that as well. Let's take a look at bulb outs, striping, other things that we can probably address fairly easily. And then as a bigger project, take a look at the roundabout at Napa and see if we can find funding for it so we can make it work. We make a difference. We make a difference here, people. Good work. Thank you. Kevin, I think you had proposed to set aside some CIP funding for kind of the quick quick fix part of Bridgeway between Napa and Johnson. Did that get approved? Um, I don't remember. Let me look. <laughs> okay. I think it was like 150000 or some, something penciled in for for fixes. Yeah, I have to go back and look. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, cool. Well, thanks for the updates. Uh, public comment on the updates, uh, anybody? Oh, we're out there, okay. Well, with that in mind, we're four minutes past due. Let's go on to uh, future topics. Um, so this would be not for next month, but this would be for um, two months from now, which would be then the May, June, yeah, July, July, potentially August, depending if uh, if July is right in the middle of uh, holiday season, then then we'll uh, consider moving it to August. Um, but uh, but I think that um, things that were brought up today, the ferry land side uh, legal uh, aspects. I mean, certainly, Kieran, you know, you might want to chime in on that, um, even just uh, assisting off. Um, off committee um and uh and then the well yeah uh anybody else have any any other future topics that they'd like to bring up for now i mean kieran last time you actually brought up the number of citations written and didn't know if on a regular it would be worthwhile just to talk about number of citations whether it involves a bike or a car and number of incidents perhaps on a quarterly basis just so we all keep a pulse on that um, you know, maybe that those are figures we, we might want to have in the back of our head as we're thinking about designing things for the betterment of the community. Yeah, thanks, Jake. And and Jessica has has been our our statistics uh, Twitter's uh, account master. We've we've fallen a little bit out of uh, out of practice on that a little bit, also because it kind of seemed like it was going silent. Um, but uh, but that'd be worth sharing. Maybe Jessica, you could reach out to, to Jake and share a little bit about what you've done with that and, and uh, give him some insight because that does that does provide a lot of insight. And then also, Jake, it's worth mentioning we, and everybody we all of our documents that are related are actually on uh, the Sausalito website. If you search for Sausalito Bike News, for example, you'll see all the documents or it's a link from our PBAC that will 
um, reference and I try to list all the documents in order of time, um, I recommend everybody to uh, be familiar with all those and then also add to them. And uh, if there's something that's missing, uh, bring it to my attention or, or just, uh, or, or the city's attention and, and they'll, they'll add it, which is what I do. So I always encourage that. Kevin, I see Kevin uh, McGowan's hands. That's so, so polite. You don't need to raise your hand usually. No, that's all right. Um, just want to make sure I do. Don't forget about sidewalks and don't forget about stairs. Yeah. We'll probably have some discussions about those two topics in the future as well. Yeah. So we address them. Okay. Yeah, I think we're approaching two years on the Langendorf stairs being closed. So that's a good yeah. one. And I noticed uh, that place where it's real on Bridgeway, parallel the Marin ship right by Nevada, there was some repaving on the street. I'm not sure if the sidewalk also got some action, but it's it's better. Thank you. Yeah, we got that one. Yeah, okay, cool. So, and, and about the stairs, what about the stairs, Kevin, in, in your opinion, just in general, or what would be a focus? Well, as soon as we get the budget passed, uh, let's see if we have some money. I think I did put something in for stair maintenance. So. Uh -huh which stairs would be the highest priority in order to maintain them. Yep. You might want to look at that as a group. Sidewalks, a discussion item for the group might be, what do other jurisdictions do about maintaining their sidewalk systems? What other programs are in place that can facilitate this um, throughout their communities? Yeah, might even welcome um, our friends from Mill Valley. They have a stairs, uh, nonprofit stairs group that, um, that Managers helps helps keep their stairs going. So maybe there's some insight there that we can use, and also um, in to, to uh, echo the spirit of the city manager to say, hey, not everything needs to be a public committee, but can actually be these um, interest groups like Sausalito Beautiful and and others. So uh, cool. Well, thanks for for sharing those <clears throat> topics, and. Um, in closing uh, tonight, I just wanted to share, uh, did anybody see the article about the guerrilla uh, safety activists are painting um, crosswalks at, at LA intersections? <laughs> so somebody went rogue finally, you know, Kevin, I've always just, you know, had that, uh, there's always been that, that this talk that, you know, I'm going to go out and do it. I did not do that. I'm not in LA and I'm not painting crosswalks, but, it, but somebody's doing it down there. So. That was an article of uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I thought that was kind of a funny thing. Um, anybody else have a, a good closing uh, item? All right. Well, it's back to work. It's back to anywhere, week or day or month. It's taking a lot of forms with COVID that probably don't need to remind you all that. Get out there. There's some great programs. Warren and crew have been doing a lot to support the cause this month. Yeah, yeah, we'll have the energizer stations kind of all around. You can check the uh, Marin Bike website to see um, uh, see where you can find us. Hopefully, you'll see me at the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge if anyone is is going to commute into the city on Friday morning on the twentieth. So, thanks for the plug, Karen. <laughs> Good plug. It's my day off. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 thanks. I'll come by the cargo bike. Yeah. And thanks, Warren, for uh, for always just making making uh, all of our communities so much better. And uh, also, if you're not a member, you should have all received uh, from M MCBC, but they're, uh, they're, they're encouraging uh, local act activist groups and, and starting with San Rafael. So uh, by all means, I encourage everybody to sign up for that and just, just to watch and see, how it, see what it looks like. And uh, maybe we can learn from it and, uh, 
and potentially um, help encourage one here, which which we'd kind of done in the past, but just before COVID and kind of kind of lost the momentum. So maybe we can uh, can, can resurrect that if uh, if the Brown Act allows. Okay, everybody. Well, really good meeting tonight. Thank you so much, Kevin, as always, and staff. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, and uh, really a reasonable ask to say, let's give you some time back. We'll do our best to uh, to make sure that we uh, we we uh, we come we come with with value to make change. Otherwise, we will just say, see you next month. <laughs> right on. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Kevin. See you in July. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.